The Church of Christ in Mona Heights presents Christ, Christ for, for Jamaica. Jamaica. Man of sorrows, what a name for the Son of God who came, ruined sinners to reclaim. Hallelujah. A good morning, my friend. Welcome to Christ for Jamaica. Presented jointly each Sunday morning on Radio Jamaica by the Mona Church of Christ and the Jamaica School of Preaching and Biblical Studies International. I am Gladwin Kidu, and with me in studio is Brother Tito Williamson, and we wish you and yours a blessed Lord's Day. To the everlasting Father we sing, we will sing with a joyful celebration. Lift our voices to our Father and sing. On Christ for Jamaica, the group a cappella provides music, and we are encouraged to arise on the Lord's Day to sing. Sing words of praise and thankfulness to Almighty God, because truly in Him we live and move and have our being, and we are so grateful to Him for giving us one more day. So let's rise this morning in praise to Almighty God and let us sing. We will sing to the Savior, the Son, to Jesus the Christ. We will Let us pray. O most righteous, loving, kind, merciful Father, we indeed bow to you at this time. Father, thanking you for being the awesome, wonderful God that you are to us. Father, we thank you for your love, what you have shown through your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for allowing us to be alive in this moment in time. Father, a time in which you hope that we will turn to you and look to you before it is eternally too late. Father, we thank you for the message that will be spoken this morning. We thank you for your words. We ask you that the manservant, as he comes to present your words, that truly, Father, you will speak your oracles unto us. And, Father, we will open our hearts unto your words, that truly we will be receptive and change our life before it is too late. Father, this morning we put before you those who are in the hospital, Father, in, in the hospitals on ventilators, those who are infected with the coronavirus, we ask you to be with them at this time. Father, truly, it is a time that is truly rough on them, being alone in the hospitals. But, Father, we know that you are there with them. Father, we ask you to protect them, guide them at this particular moment in time. And for those of us who are uh, healthy, speaking at this time, truly, Father, we will work with the government and the, the protocols that are in place, that we will follow the laws of this land and truly will seek to prevent more infections and seek to preserve life while we have it. Father, we ask you to bless this day. Bless our hearts. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Will you know that my times are in your hands? Oh Lord, deliver me. And I praise you for your goodness as my soul demands. Oh Lord. Last week on Christ for Jamaica, we began a lesson 
Lessons from the Life of Adam and Eve. And this week we will complete that lesson as we seek to use the message from Genesis 1, 2, and 3 to help us to see the way that God wants us to live and to understand our relationship with the Father. So, get your Bible, wake your family, call a friend as we present once more a message from the Word of God. A good morning to everyone. I'm glad when Kidu and I'm glad to be with you once more on Christ for Jamaica. Brother Michael Brown is not with us and we wish Michael and his wife Lastine good health and recovery and God's richest blessings. Of course, we recognize the accelerating spread of the coronavirus across Jamaica and in many parts of the world. And I really would like, in the name of the Lord, to encourage everyone to follow the laws of the country, the edicts, the protocols that have been laid down, so that even as we ask God to intervene and help us, we would do our part in slowing down the spread of this virus that is getting increasingly contagious and increasingly deadly. So, everyone, wear your mask, social distance, do whatever you are told to do so we can protect our lives and our families. Last week, we began a look at the life of Adam and Eve. So far, we learned several lessons, points of interest. We pointed out that even before creation, God had conceived of humans and of Christians and this is pointed out in Ephesians 1, verse 3 and 4, that he had in mind Christians before creation. We pointed out that the six-day creation is a true account of how the world was brought into being. And that to prove this, we show that Jesus Christ referred to the creation story as he spoke, as it is recorded in Matthew chapter 24. And he referred to Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. And also in Genesis 20, in Matthew 24, he referred to the events of Noah and the ark. He showed also that the love of God was prepackaged and evident from the sequencing of the six-day creation. And how in all of his wisdom, he step-by-step step prepared the world for man's existence on it. That God made all necessary preparations for man to survive on this earth. We pointed out that the world was in fact made in six 24-hour days and that the world was created because we have an omnipotent God who can do anything that out of nothing he made this entire universe. We showed that God disciplined Adam and Eve by telling them what they should do and what they should not do, and giving them of the tree of life that was there to allow them to live forever if they were able to eat of that tree and not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. 
But this morning, we want to go a bit further into the story because the story of Adam and Eve is really a story about mankind. We, at birth, are born perfect. Even as Adam, when he was created, yes, he was created as an adult, but he was sinless, just like a baby coming out of his mother's womb is sinless. But Satan, because of his trickery and his deceiving approach, got Adam and Eve to sin and to depart from the will of God. Even as it is today that as a child grows up towards adulthood, Satan's influence causes us, them, to eventually depart from the will of God. The battle of Satan with Adam and Eve is akin to the battle of Satan with every human being today. Yet, God is our creator. He made Adam and Eve. He made Adam and Eve in the image of God himself. Even as we have been made in the image of Almighty God. He created man out of the dust of the earth. And it's a scientific fact that every element that is in the earth is in the body of a human being. Just to show you the truth of the creation story. It's scientifically true. Yet, even as man was put in a perfect habitation, that he was in the Garden of Eden, that he was given plenty of food in terms of plants, life-sustaining surroundings, beautiful surroundings. Even as God gave Adam, Eve, to be his lawfully wedded wife, as a companion, we see that God himself, he loves us as he loved Adam and Eve. And he's there for us, giving us everything we need for life and godliness. And we have the word of God to guide us today, even as he provided for Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. It is God who sustained the world then, and he sustains the world today. By him all things consist or are maintained, Colossians 1 and verse 17. In the book of Acts, it is said that God has made the world and all things therein. He is Lord of heaven and earth, and dwells not in temples made with hands, neither is he worshipped with men's hands, as though he needs anything, seeing he gives to all. He gives to all. He gave to Adam and Eve, and he gives to us today. He gives to all. He gave to the life forms created in the first place in the Garden of Eden and in the creation story. He gives to all life and breath and all things, and has made of one blood all the nations of men for to dwell on the face of the earth, and has determined their times of, of habitation on this earth. So we are totally dependent on God, even as Adam and Eve were. He nourishes us as he nourished Adam and Eve. In Acts 14, verse 17, Nevertheless, he has left not himself without a witness, in that he did good and gave us rain from heaven, fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. 
This is the God we serve. This is the God that created Adam and Eve, and this is the God that sustains us. The God in heaven, Jehovah, knows what's best for us and gives us beneficial commands. When he told Adam what to do, to tend that garden, when he told him not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, God knows why. He knows what's best for us. And so long as we are obedient to his command, we will enjoy a life of fellowship and joy. Obedience to God's commands truly is a source of life. John wrote this, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. In fact, they are not burdensome, troubling, or too difficult to accomplish. The commands of God to love our enemies. The commands of God not to be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. The commands of God to be content with what we have. The command of God, that the edict of God that says, the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. These teachings are there as a guide to us to run from the love of material things, the love of money. Because as we are seeing in Jamaica today, there are so many persons who, because of their love for material things, their love for money, that they are willing even to commit murder. They are willing to do the most wicked acts because of their desire to possess things in a covetous manner. The commands of God are so clear. By the sweat of your brow, he told that to Adam and Eve, by the sweat of your brow you shall eat bread. Yet there are those who think that by the robbing and stealing and breaking into people's vehicles and breaking into people's houses, that's how you're going to live. It is totally unsustainable. Obedience to God's commands certainly brings salvation. Though he were a son, says Hebrews 5, verse 8 and 9, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. And being perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. So, Jesus Christ, he came to earth and was submissive to the will of God. He came, he ministered for over three years. He was crucified on the cross for all mankind. He rose again and he's now at the right hand of the Father. And hence, he is the author of eternal salvation unto those who obey him. So in the Garden of Eden, we saw where Adam and Eve disobeyed God. And as a result, they were, they were expelled from that Garden of Eden. Today, we should learn from the mistakes of Adam and Eve and live a life of obedience. Because one thing we know about God, God so loved the world. He loves us and he knows what's best for us. So our obedience to God's commands allows us to enjoy a better life. Jesus Christ said, The thief comes to rob and to steal. I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And that abundant life comes through obedience to Almighty God. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, If we walk in the light 
as he is, he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. So there is a benefit to obedience. There is a benefit materially. There is a benefit spiritually. Living a life of godliness pays rich dividends. While disobedience, as we saw in the story of Adam and Eve, disobedience to God's commands brings separation from God. It brings spiritual death because that's what separation from God is. And it's because of their sin in that garden that physical death entered because man was not allowed to eat of the tree of life. And hence man therefore began to die physically. So disobedience to God's commands has grievous consequences. For Adam and Eve, the consequence was that they could not eat of the tree of life anymore. For the prodigal son, the consequence was that he found himself in the pig pen and would have lusted after the hog food. That's how low he got after he had spent off his inheritance from the father in the riotous living. Disobedience does not pay. You know, we have a song in Jamaica, badness nor pay. Badness nor pay. Well, so true. A good way of expressing that sin leads only to one destination. Pain, suffering, agony, separation from God. And the th truth is that disobedience will cause one to lose one's soul forever. In Hebrews chapter 2, it says, For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, listen to what he said, How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Think about it. There are many persons who pay no regard to the teachings of Jesus Christ. They just pay nominal regard to what the Bible teaches. They just do their own thing. But where does that lead? How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? And that salvation comes through obedience to the will of Almighty God. Those who make a stand and decide to be disobedient are bringing upon themselves through God's anger, God's discontent, and ultimately God's punishment. And the truth is, the source of the transgressions in the Garden of Eden is Satan. Friends, don't forget that Satan goes around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he will devour. Satan is our real enemy. Don't hate people. Hate Satan. He's a deceiver. He's a liar. He, if God says X, he says minus X. He's, God said to Adam and Eve, in the day that you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, in the day you eat of it, you shall certainly die. And Satan said, no, you will not die. 
So Satan is the father of lies, the father of transgression. He is the murderer from the beginning. He is the one who got into Cain's head to kill his brother Abel. And the thing about Satan, he comes and appears to be so interested, so friendly, offers us the world. Yet Satan can deliver only pain and suffering. He even transforms himself into an angel of light, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14. And he may be appear to be like God, but he's nothing like God. He's evil. He did not come to Eve as an enemy. He came to Eve as a friendly person, right? He came to Eve as if he was interested in her welfare. Oh, God wants to keep you from getting certain benefits, Eve. But his true ambition, his true goal is to be our destroyer, our enemy. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5, verse 8, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, that devil who came to, to Eve, your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, goes about seeking whom he may devour, that is destroy. He says, resist steadfastly in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in our brethren that are in the world. So we today must learn from the story of Adam and Eve and put on that armor of God that we may be able to stand against the trickery of Satan. We must resist him, resist the devil, because the Bible says in James 4, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Of course, he's going to flee for a while, but he's going to come back. But resist him every time. So when we think of what the devil accomplished in the Garden of Eden, through the sin of Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve were separated from the close fellowship with God. The devil brought suffering, the consequences of their sins upon them. And sin, friends, brings suffering. The fool mocks and says, he says, oh, there's no God. But fools make a mock at sin. The thought of foolishness is sin. And the scorner is an abomination to men. Sin brings dishonor. It brings reproach. It causes a nation to be brought to its knees. Sin brings spiritual death, sorrow, pain, and separation from God. So my friends, learn from what happened in the Garden of Eden. Learn from the lessons of Adam and Eve. God is our creator. He wants what's best for us. His commands are beneficial to us. At the same time, Satan is our enemy. His plan is to destroy us. He wants us to be separated from God. He does not want us to end up in heaven. He wants us to join him in hell. So, learn from these lessons. 
Look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our souls. You know, in the book of John, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Right? All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Jesus Christ. Look to Jesus, the author, the creator, the author of our faith, and the one who we can join in heaven in eternity. So say to Satan, get thee behind me, Satan. And say to Jesus, wherever you lead, I will follow. And Jesus shows, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Therefore, through Jesus, through believing in Jesus Christ and repenting of our sins and confessing the name of Christ and being immersed in water for the remission of our sins, we can find our way to heaven. If we are walking in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. If we are willing to confess our own righteousness. This morning on Christ for Jamaica, we have presented a lesson, Lessons from Adam and Eve, Part 2. Now, if you'd like to receive a copy of this lesson, you may write us at Christ for Jamaica, P.O. Box 212, Kingston 7. Or you can go right now to our the website of the Jamaica School of Preaching, jspmona.org, and you can listen to this lesson over and over because it's there on our website. Or you may call us now at 876-341-5267, 876-341-5267, and we will send you a copy of this lesson by email, or we'll send it through the mail to you. We're on a CD. We would love to pray with you. Just call us between now and 6.45 this morning. We'll talk with you, we'll pray with you, and we'll take your request, whatever is your need. So call us. If you'd like to send a WhatsApp message anytime, send it to 876 341 5267. And now some announcements. The Bull Savannah Church of Christ, which meets at Lane in Bull Savannah in St. Elizabeth, meets this morning for Bible class at 10.30, and the worship assembly is at 11.30. Of course, in the assembly of the church, there the building in Bull Savannah, we social distance, we sanitize, everybody wears a mask, we follow the protocols, and after worship, no gatherings. We leave right away because we want to keep everyone safe, but we want to keep on worshiping God in spirit and in truth. The Mona Church of Christ meets at their facility at the corner of Mona Road and Garden Boulevard. This morning, worship service begins at 9 a.m. And right after worship service, there will be a half an hour Bible class. Again, all the social distancing rules, the, the sanitizing, the taking of temperatures, the wearing of masks are instituted when you worship with the Church of Christ at Mona or across Jamaica.
Christ for Jamaica is presented jointly by the Church of Christ in Mona Heights and the Jamaica School of Preaching and Biblical Studies International. It's presented in the name of Jesus Christ on behalf of faithful Christians everywhere. Lord, this is what I see. May I dwell in the house of the Lord. And so, until next Sunday morning on Radio Jamaica at 5.15, this is Gladwin Kidu along with Brother Tito Williamson and studio engineer Charlie Lanneman saying, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Of the Lord, this is what I see. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I see. May I dwell in the house of the Lord. May I dwell in the house of the house of the Lord to seek Him in His temple, to gaze upon His beauty. This is what I see.